This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, April 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pleas for farm relief grow. Banks frustrated with PPP rollout. FDA eases egg rules and growers toast new brew. Pressure builds on USDA to aid farms. We're now starting our fourth week of the COVID-19 national economic slowdown, and pressure is building on USDA to come to the rescue for a broad array of producers from coast to coast. The American Farm Bureau Federation has sent a six-page letter to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue that details recommendations for spending the $23.5 billion that was included in the $2 trillion Phase Three economic stimulus package. The proposals are largely targeted at sectors, including livestock producers and fruit and vegetable growers that don't participate in major farm bill programs for row crops. However, the letter does seek direct aid for cotton growers as well as aid to ethanol producers that could benefit corn growers by extension. Keep in mind, Paul Schlegel, Vice President of Public Affairs for AFBF, cautions against reading too much into the fact that some row crops were left out of the request. We have indicated to USDA repeatedly that this is an evolving situation that is changing rapidly, and we fully expect things to change as this plays out, he said. Now, take note. A separate letter went to Purdue last week from biofuel industry groups appealing for CCC assistance. The letter, which was signed by biofuel groups as well as the National Farmers Union and Association of Equipment Manufacturers, argues approximately 3.5 billion gallons of annualized ethanol production has been idle since March 1, equaling 1.2 billion bushels annualized of corn demand. Senators appeal for farm loan relief. Some 42 senators from both parties have signed a letter urging USDA to expand on loan flexibility measures last month to help farmers cope with the downturn in commodity markets. In addition to deferring loan payments and fully suspending foreclosures, USDA also should authorize loan restructuring and loan balance write-downs, the letter suggests. Now, don't miss this week's AgriPulse open mic interview with Tim Lust, the CEO of the National Sorghum Producers. Banks frustrated with PPP rollout. The application process is now open for the $349 billion forgivable loans provided by the Phase 3 stimulus bill for small businesses, including farms. But bankers reported immediate frustration on Friday in filing applications with the Small Business Administration. Rebecca Romero-Rainey, President and CEO of the Independent Community Bankers of America, said she was besieged with messages from frustrated bankers. While a handful were able to move forward with loans, too many strong community bankers had no access to the program as one of the promised online portals never went live and bankers were placed on hold for hours, unable to help the customers who were counting on them, Rainey said. ICBA sent a letter to SBA and Treasury Department over the weekend asking for steps to address the situation. Farm credit system institutions also have struggled to process applications. 
Unfortunately, SBA's loan systems have been plagued with problems, and we still cannot submit an application on behalf of a customer. It's very frustrating for our customers and for all the farm credit employees racing to find a solution. Todd Van Hoos, president and CEO of the Farm Credit Council, said in a statement to AgriPulse. Now keep in mind, the American Farm Bureau Federation released a statement late Friday saying it was satisfied that farms would be eligible for the Paycheck Protection Program. More eggs, please. FDA eases label rules. FDA is relaxing label requirements for eggs in order to meet increased consumer demand. The agency announced Friday retailers can sell cartons or 30 egg flats without any nutrition facts or other labeling, providing they clearly identify the manufacturer, packer, or distributor, including safe handling instructions and make no nutrition claims. The eggs also must be sold by the complete carton or flat. Prices for grade A or better large white eggs are expected to more than double this week to $3 a dozen. That according to the Agricultural Marketing Service survey of advertised prices. Feds reject RFS argument in SCOTUS filing. EPA doesn't have to reconsider annually whether blenders should have to comply with the renewable fuel standard the government argued in response to a petition to the Supreme Court. At its filing Friday, the government said the RFS law does not require the agency to re-examine its point of obligation. Valero and the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers contend it does. They also are challenging EPA's denial of petitions seeking rulemaking on the point of obligation. In its response, the government relied heavily on a D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal decision that said it would be strange indeed for Congress to have required every year that EPA rethink a choice so basic to the RFS program's architecture. U.S. beef and pork exports soared in February. The emerging coronavirus threat didn't dampen U.S. beef and pork exports in February, which remained strong that month, according to a new analysis from the U.S. Meat Export Federation. U.S. exported over 273,000 metric tons of pork in February. It's 46% more than the same month a year ago. Pork shipments posted the third largest month on record in February, USMEF says. The U.S. exported over 112,000 metric tons of beef for the month, an 18% increase from a year ago. By February, COVID-19 had emerged as a major health concern in several key Asian markets and was certainly impacting consumer and business activity. So it's great to see U.S. pork and beef exports achieved such strong growth. That according to U.S. MEF President and CEO Dan Hallstrom. USA Rice toasts their new Rice Craft beer. USA Rice Federation says cheers after unveiling the results of its first ever collaboration on craft beer, a pink hue brew made from Blanca Isabel purple rice from fields in Louisiana. The alliance between USA Rice, Black Narrows Brewing of Virginia, and the D.C.-based Hellbender Brewing Company is now available for purchase and goes by the name of Serves You Rice. 
Here at Hellbender, we're all about using as many local ingredients as possible to brew our beer, said Ben Evans, the owner of Hellbender. The story behind U.S. grown rice and their reputation for high-quality grains made this the perfect adjunct ingredient for a unique and tasty beer. Here's today's He Said It. It's hard to have a crop out there that you can't sell. There's just no market for it. That Florida vegetable grower, Jim Anderson, describing how he has to leave crops of the field because of the loss of the food service market. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, April 6th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.